This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home? isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tonight, son of a nutcracker. Elf, a Christmas story. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Die Hard. And more. What's this? What's this? The holiday classics celebrating big milestones. Only E.T. can take you back to the set, revealing movie secrets. Hates me. Like the stepmom tension felt off screen and the TV titan who inspired Scrooged. That isn't good enough! He did have to throw a tirade to get something from the network. Plus, the actors who almost got the roles. You sit on a throne of lies. Including the Taylor Swift ex who nearly starred in Love Actually. Actually, I'm in love. And the best man holiday scene that even the actors didn't know was coming. There were panties flying everywhere. E.T.'s with the cast then. Teenage girls. They just say, oh, I think you have cute cheeks. And now. You just stayed on the slide all day. This is a special Entertainment Tonight. They're the holiday favorites that were a little bit naughty and a whole lot of nice. Welcome, everybody, to entertainment tonight. Let's kick things off with our buddy, Will Ferrell. <laughs> Elf turned 20 this year. Hard to believe, right? Mm. Yeah, the cast sharing stories we never knew about the beloved Christmas classic. Every time it rains, it rains. Best part of making the movie Elf? Best part was, uh, well, getting to wear yellow tights for 75 days of shooting. <laughs> I love you, I love you, I love you! I think his calves need a little fuller workout to fill those tights. The very first day of filming was in the Lincoln Tunnel. People really, they really didn't look at me twice. Yeah, it's me! They called me and said, um, we're sending you this script called Elf, and I said, no, you're not. You're not sending me a picture called Elf. 
kind of one of the more pleasurable parts of working on this film was getting to work with these guys who who were, you know, legends. Buddy, I, I think we, we have to talk. Will would be nine, eight or nine feet uh, in front of me. We had a small child in between, and Will, Will was sitting on a board, and then the small child's feet would, you'd see them, you'd see them kicking. Bye, guys. Bye, buddy. Bye, buddy. Take care. I did the voices of all the animated characters. That was that was a lot of fun. Bye, buddy. I'm Mr. Narwhal, yeah. At least I'm gonna say that I tried. What's the sense of hurting my... I mean, it was a scene that I was slightly hesitant about because I didn't know if it would come off as slightly weird. Didn't bother me at all. Will is just definitely doesn't know he's a celebrity, I don't think. He's so nice. He is just sweet to everybody and totally stayed the same like the whole time I've known him. We can't imagine Elf without Will, but it almost happened. Jim Carrey was originally eyed for the role and here's some more Elf secrets. These cotton balls, oh. they're actually cotton candy and Will improvised this line. You sit on a throne of lies. They only had one chance to shoot the fight that ensued because it took weeks to build the gimbal set. And any Christmas movie fan will recognize this elf. Buddy, you're not a cottonhead in mini muggins. That's Peter Billingsley, AKA Ralphie, from a Christmas story who we first met nearly 40 years ago. It's about a little boy growing up in about 1939 or 40. And it's about a boy who wants a BB gun for Christmas. I want an official Red Rider Carbon Action 200 Range Ball Air Rifle. A then 12-year-old Peter took E.T. golfing back in 1984, just after the release of the movie. He actually beat out 8,000 other boys for the role of Ralphie, including Sean Astin and Will Wheaton. A lot of the time I get um, letters from teenagers. They're uh, teenage girls most of the time. And they just say, oh, I think you have cute cheeks or something. You know. Everyone loved Ralphie and his imagination. This iconic scene was almost totally different. Because we've done it so many different ways. We've done it singing it, trying singing it. How's your singing? Terrible. I can't stand it. Peter reprised his role last year in the sequel, A Christmas Story Christmas, and he let us in on some secrets from the original. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. We were kids, right? So we said so when we go to Higby's, for example, they've got a slide and we're kids and you're not keeping us off that slide. And it started going down normally, then on your stomach, then backwards, then trying to flip off the end there like enough. We didn't even eat lunch, we just stayed on the slide all day. It was so cool. It wasn't the most stable of sets. It, it wobbled a lot. Ian Petrello played little bro Randy and Zach Ward played Scut Farkas. He's embraced the role despite playing the kid no one was rooting for. What, are you gonna cry now? It's a gift that keeps on giving every single year. I become that fa that long-lost family member that everyone likes seeing again. And I've never met these people. Of course, Julia Roberts met her match playing the stepmom to Susan Sarandon's kids in this holiday drama about a blended family. Lady, I have a life. Oh, and I don't because I have children. If it's a scene that is particularly volatile or emotional, you sort of wander back to your trailer thinking, you know, God hates me. And then, at the end of the day, you can say, what's with all the really good acting, man? <laughs> Jesus. You're not making this any easier on anybody. 
It is not my job to make it easier for you. You know, if I had felt that she couldn't stand up to me, it would have really been difficult for me to be so petty and nasty. And, <laughs> you know, I couldn't have had such a good time with it. I never got the feeling that her knees were about to buckle. That was the fun of it. I, I never get a chance to be so nasty and mean. Mommy. What, sweetie? If you want me to hate her, I will. Susan was the jealous and overprotective mom who had come to terms with her ex-husband moving on and finding a new, younger lover. Will you marry me? Yes. Have you ever been proposed to similar to that? Not properly. <laughs> How about that for an answer? <laughs> this is going to be the only part of the interview that makes it to the show. But. Here's the thing, man. You take a scene like that, and we tried to raise it to a higher level so that everybody sort of went all oogly-boogly about it. That's deep. Of course, the movie, which turns 25 on Christmas Day, gets super emotional and makes viewers reflect with gratitude on relationships. It seems fitting that on set, it was a family affair. There's Susan's daughter, Eva, making an appearance in her third movie with her mom. How special is it to be working with mom? It's cool. <laughs> I have to say, my kids, most of those lines are from my kids. A lot of them are things that really happened in my house. Did you know I was good looking right away? <laughs> Your son said that. Oh, yeah. Scrooge was a family affair, too. Bill Murray shared the screen with three of his brothers in the fresh take on the Charles Dickens classic, and Bill was the ultimate grump. Grace, what in the hell is this? Well, that's a painting one of my kids did. It's crap. Lose it. I don't want it on the wall. It's a, sort of an actor's dream. I think it's everybody's dream to get away with the most horrible thing you can do and be encouraged. Playing a cutthroat TV exec in the 1988 classic, Murray drew inspiration from his ex-SNL boss, Lorne Michaels. When we first started out there, we were, you know, small potatoes. He didn't have to throw a tirade to get something from the network. That isn't good enough! And while he was whipping out verbal assaults, Bill was on the receiving end of a physical one, courtesy of his co-star, Carol Kane, as the ghost of Christmas present. Sometimes you have to slap them in the face just to get their attention. The talks with a little squeaky voice, and then she hits you right across the ear, and your ears ring. She separated the, uh, the little piece of skin that holds your gums to your lip. <laughs> Split it. It's Christmas Eve. It's it's the one night of the year when we all act a little nicer. For a couple of hours out of the whole year, we are the people that we always hoped we would be. Put a little love in your heart. Of course, that film ended with Bill, inspired to be a better man. But the best man holiday? Well, the sequel about friends reuniting after 15 years over Christmas gave us this gift. Learning to dance, it was tough for me. It was a daunting task because but we had two days to learn it. And playback. This unforgettable dance routine, which took over the big screen a decade ago, was a special surprise for the ladies who didn't know what was coming until cameras started rolling. To see the guys actually do the moves, it was great. I was screaming. There were panties flying everywhere. Well, I was throwing my spanks. Everybody still love more. Instagram a picture with Mars. Forget ah! it. The best man films were so loved, they inspired a TV series on Peacock last year. What did the cast remember about the original? Two of them, they lost all their hair. 
I don't know what happened to Morris and Tay. They had hair before. We were all broke during the first one. <laughs> now everybody's got a career, thank God. Where is the wood? <laughs> this was my first studio movie. I was like, fuck the movie, who's in it? <laughs> I can't help it, look at it. Look at you, look at you. Can they please come back with more Best Man, please? Coming up, though, a movie milestone for the kids and the kids at heart. I'm do it, girl. Do it. it. No, do it, do it. <laughs> oh, look at those colors. They're so pretty. Green and blue. I love it. And red. And, oh, so nice. The not-so-mean man behind The Grinch, E.T.'s kid correspondents, asked Benedict Cumberbatch the hard-hitting questions. Why does The Grinch hate Christmas? Plus, behind the scenes of The Nightmare Before Christmas. Let's start with the poem, Twas Night Before Christmas. How director Tim Burton pulled off the holiday masterpiece. What's this? What's this? Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. You know what? If you enjoy listening to our ET podcast, guess what? You'll really enjoy watching the TV show. Tune in every weeknight for all the late-breaking entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. I grew up watching Rudolph and The Grinch is so crisp. You know, and that that kind of traditional kind of thing where you just look forward to sitting in front of the TV every year. It was always the goal to try to do something that, you know, gave you something as you were going along in life. Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas has certainly stood the test of time. The classic turned 30 this year, and it all started with a poem. It started with the poem, Twas Night Before Christmas, and I just did my own, another version of it. Of course, the soundtrack is a huge part of the movie, and Burton's longtime collaborator, Danny Elfman, didn't just write the music. What's this? What's this? There's color everywhere. He provided Jack Skellington's singing voice. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Jack. This isn't fair. What's this? I didn't intend to write the songs for myself. I did the demos, and at a certain point, I went to Tim, and I said, there's a lot of better singers than than I am, but Jack is from me. He's, he is me, and um, Tim agreed. The film took three years to make, with 227 puppets being shot simultaneously on 20 sound stages. But how did they do it? In order to make him speak, we use a system of complete replacement of his heads. We might use as many as 400 distinctly different Jack heads. Always wanted to do a character you know, an emotional character with no eyes. You know, I thought that would be an interesting challenge to have that kind of thing. Merry Christmas! All right, now let's get to the Christmas rom-com that's all about love, <laughs> actually. It's 10 different storylines of love. Why this famous scene almost didn't happen. No! And the iconic movie moment Hugh Grant would like to forget. I remember this terrible black cloud hanging over the whole thing. Then who could forget this holiday classic? Why Die Hard is most definitely a holiday movie. E.T.'s time with Bruce Willis on set. Had I had them show me the stunt before I did it, I probably wouldn't have done it.
Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's been 20 years since Love Actually. What do you remember most about working on that fantastic film? I remember very tight trousers. I remember <laughs> wearing a lot of lycra and thinking, is this okay? And I remember my beautiful band, and I remember kindness of people. I remember this terrible black cloud hanging over the whole thing, which was the scene where I had to dance by myself. I really dreaded it, because dancing's hard for a middle-aged man anyway, unless he's had a lot of vodka. After 20 years, Hugh Grant's dancing still holds up, but before Love Actually even hit theaters in 2003, E.T. talked to the entire cast all about the not-so-typical holiday rom-com. It's 10 different storylines of love, and each situation is very, very different. Seems to be a bit more based on reality, but it still has a romantic streak to it. I've seen very few films that can achieve tears or laughter, let alone both. Why on earth would you kiss him? You're just encouraging him. No! No, please, it would have been on his lip. Oh, no, it was on his lips. Was it on his lips? No, but okay, well, it would have been tongues then. God, some people. <laughs> Believe it or not, that You Are Perfect scene with an 18-year-old Kira Knightley almost didn't happen. A group of researchers picked it out of five romantic ideas. Other things you may not know, Taylor Swift's ex, Joe Alwyn, auditioned to play Sam, played by Thomas Brody Sangster. It's really quite cool and amazing. And the word actually is said more than 20 times throughout the film. Actually. 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 I'm in love. That's literally sending for everybody. It's like a bag of sweets. The late Alan Rickman had already starred in Die Hard. The Bruce Willis action film turns 35 this year and has long been the subject of this debate. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. E.T. Right. E. was on the set in 1988. Bruce was 33 years old. Play a character named John McClane, who was a New York cop who comes to Los Angeles on Christmas Eve to uh, try and patch things up with his wife. The biggest stunt that I've ever done in my life was in that film. I jumped off a, uh, a building into a, about a 25-foot fall into an airbag, and they blew the roof of the building off, and there's this 40-foot ball of flame behind me. Our cameras were also rolling for Rickman's famous tower fall. We use that dummy weight to do all our testing with. The only thing we don't really end on the dummy doing is, is hitting the ground. That's why we do tests. That's right. Another set secret, they dropped Rickman before the queue, which meant this face was a genuine surprise. 
And there was nothing between me and an airbag 40 feet below. No acting is required. <laughs> Harrison Ford, Sylvester Stallone, and Mel Gibson were among the actors who turned down the role. All you got to do is pull the trigger. Bruce, of course, made it his own and even improvised one of the movie's lighter moments. Come out to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs. It's not so much that that is a funny line as much as it is a release for the audience. He says this, you know, <laughs> it's totally off the wall thing. This really was Bruce Willis's finest moment. All right, coming up, we know the Grinch. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Stole Christmas, but meet the real-life kids who stole his heart. You have to get a little closer to listen to it. It's not that loud. Hey, everyone. It's Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. You know what? If you enjoy listening to our ET podcast, guess what? You'll really enjoy watching the TV show. Tune in every weeknight for all the late-breaking entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Next week on E.T., your favorite stars, their finest E.T. moments. You can't exactly put that on the, the title of uh, for E.T., can you? Oh, we can, and we did, Leo. Join us Monday for E.T. Vault Unlocked, Leonardo DiCaprio. All right, we're going to leave you with one last holiday movie milestone. Mm. Take care, y'all. Night. I'm going to steal their Christmas. Why does the Grinch hate Christmas? He didn't have any family or friends, so he would be really sad. And then he got happy. He got happy because Cindy Lou came into his life. That's our littlest E.T. reporters packing on the Q&A, cuteness, and lots of sweets with Benedict Cumberbatch, the voice behind 2018's Dr. Seuss the Grinch, which just turned five. Wow, you've got a lot of why questions. There's a whole list of questions why? going on here. This is, wow. Why, why was your heart little? Because he was being protective of his heart. What? Me? There's something in the drawer. Fine. This one time. I hate this gingerbread house. It looks disgustingly. Oh, look at those colors. They're so pretty. Green and blue. I love it. And red. Oh, so nice. It looks like I could eat one. Oh. Yeah, it's better to eat it than to make it, isn't it? <laughs> If you like entertainment tonight, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. 
Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money, and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.